Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Gigum 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Peroni. Brian, we've reached the final week of the regular season. A&M and LSU will cap the regular season on on Saturday, um, A&M snapped a six-game losing streak this past week, and I guess that's good news, right? Yeah, does, does one game count as a streak? Because I think I'm, A&M's on a winning streak, you know, in, in quotes. I mean, in, in parentheses, one game. It's like the uh, Penn State logo graphics said, Penn Stater has played in every Super Bowl, and then what, except five <laughs> since whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like. It, winning streak, it, it, it Texas counts. A&M. It 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 counts. It it counts in the record books. And yeah, we're we we get to talk about AM being back on a win streak. Um twenty to three win for AM this past weekend over UMass. Uh I I saw your your article afterwards and I kind of left feeling the same way that just very an inc- another very incomplete performance. I know the weather wasn't great and, and made things difficult in terms of in terms of offensively, but you know, the turnovers and just continued kind of sloppy play, I guess is the best way to put it. And you let a team like UMass hang around, which is one of the, again, well, like we talked about one of the worst teams in FBS. I don't think it makes you feel any better heading into this week about the way this team is trending, um, heading into and heading into a game against an LSU team playing very well. Uh, no, I mean, it, yeah, the three turnovers uh, were were bad. Um, Wigman had some good moments, both running and throwing. Uh, that was nice to see. But they just need they need to get him more time. They need to get the running game more time, and they really need a chain back. You know, if he can be back for LSU, it's just a huge difference between Le'Veon Moss uh, and uh, Amari Daniels, and then when you go up to a chain, just a big difference. So, um, and you mess up, man, just watching it. I, their offense, it was terrible. Like, I, there was never a sense in my mind that, oh, UMass could score here, A&M might be in trouble because their yeah. offense was just terrible. So, it really, when A&M was up 10-3, to 3, it just became, like, can A&M score more? The answer is yeah. no. I mean, they scored only 10 more. Uh, it, it was pretty funny that the that the uh, over – I mean, the line was 34 points when A&M hasn't even scored 34 all year. So, I saw somebody – it was on message board geniuses somebody wanted to – Somebody asked if A&M Board of Regents could have just bet $86 million on the under and won Jimbo <laughs> Fisher's buyout. Like, hey, man, if they were smart, for sure. That they seemed like easy money. 
Oh, no question. They could have done that. I didn't even kind of think about that idea, but that's not a bad, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You know, we, we had to, I had to head out to a, a playoff game out at uh, Globe Life Stadium after that with South Oak Cliff playing and, and everybody was kind of asking, well, A&M didn't, A&M didn't cover the spread, did they? I was thinking, was there ever an expectation <laughs> they were actually no. going to cover this, to cover the spread? But, I would love to see know, A&M in a bowl game against Iowa. I think that would just be that would just be <laughs> must see television. Just fun, 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 fun. First one, first one to score a touchdown wins in that one. Yeah, is, that, that's going to be your ten three type of game. But you know, I I I think the quite the the other thing for me was some of the play calling too. When when you have a third and long and just decide to run it. It's, yeah. it's UMass. There shouldn't be a fear about what's going to happen about a sack or, or a throw against a, a program like UMass. Go for it. See what happens in the passing game. But, you know, you mentioned Achain, and, and I think that was the, the, the piece of good news that, that did come out of Monday's press conference from Jimbo Fisher was um, seemed to be pretty optimistic about potentially having Evan Stewart and Devon Achain back for this weekend against LSU. And I, I, I think it would make a huge difference to have those two back, especially in the passing game, you know, going back to that, that Auburn game. If you have Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad in the lineup, now suddenly you're starting to kind of get your, your group back. I think Noah Thomas continues to have moments where, where he, you know, he looks like he's, he's kind of starting to put it together late in the year. So you you have a but but getting Evan Stewart back is is obviously that guy that can take the top off a of defense is a guy that defenses are going to have to key in on, and then you just see what happens against LSU. Really, they're they're in a situation. There's nothing really to lose at this point. The season's already kind of lost, and so if you're if you're a And M, I feel like this weekend just throw the kitchen sink at LSU and 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 see if you can ruin their college football playoff chances. Oh no, for sure. And so I was doing the uh, the write up yesterday for uh, for the line. LSU Open is a ten point favorite, and they very well, even though it's at Cowfield, they should be a ten point favorite. But just looking at the numbers, you know, really getting into them, LSU has not really been dominating opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know just the yardage totals are they don't they don't average that many more yards than the uh, defense. Uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, the QB, has been good. He's their leading rusher, which A and M has trouble against. You know those. Russian QBs, but as a passer, he hasn't, you know, been killing it or anything. And their their leading running back rusher is a former walk on from Houston Kincaid and uh, Josh Williams. So, you know, it's a, it's a team that you know. Okay, AM's not the favorite, and I don't want to just pump sunshine here and tell you AM's going to win. Uh, it's going to be a, a tall task, but it's definitely doable. It's not. I mean, AM is not good this year. Does not mention words. They're not good, but LSU is. I don't think is the number five or six team in the country. No you know, how they're ranked. So it's very, I mean, A&M could pull off the upset and I, I wouldn't be like the most shocked I've ever been. No doubt. And think about this is an LSU team that two weeks ago kind of squeaked by LSU or squeaked by Arkansas, a team that A&M obviously beat earlier in the year. And that's, that was on the road. And, you know, Arkansas was able to hold LSU in check and, and really make, make things interesting down the stretch there. And so if you're A&M, you're kind of looking at this thinking, you know, if you can if you can avoid some of those mistakes, find some offensive consistency, especially with Connor Wigman back under center. If you are able to get Evan Stewart back, get Moose Muhammad back, and get Devon Achain back, see if see if you can get the offense clicking a little bit. And and you know, I'm with you. I don't think it's necessarily out of the question. Fun fact on Josh Williams, he's actually the uh, the brother of Jordan Williams, who's a walk on for the A and M basketball team. So there's 
there's your oh. little nugget of the day for for uh how much how much does his, how much does his mom like uh like AM even though his kid her kid doesn't play on the football team. I wonder if she'll wear a, one of those house divided shirts. One of those you little know, represent his school. Yeah, one side I, OSU, one side A and M. I have I have seen um on social media shares quite a bit of, of LSU stuff with from I from, mean very well she should that's the one where he plays I mean where he's yeah. on the football team. So no no question. So certainly shares a lot and so you know, I think you'll you could see one of those, maybe a maybe a half football jersey, half basketball jersey. Oh gosh, one those, yes. would, those one of those would really get. Is somebody listening that can design that for? <laughs> yeah, is, can somebody can get somebody get that deal? Up? I know we're yeah. we're we're only sitting on Monday right now. That gives five days. It's yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a holiday week, but who's counting? There's still time to to get it done. Uh, for sure. But no, no question. And you know, if you can if you can kind of avoid some of those mistakes, be sound special teams wise. Crazier things have happened. I'm with you, and and especially, especially being able to get some of those weapons back. How much? How much do you think this this week? It it certainly matters for for players who are who are kind of playing their last game. How much stock do you put in this last week against LSU? For me, it's still a rivalry game. It's still a, it's still a game. You know, A and M would 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 certainly love to win, and and would at least give them a win over a rival heading into heading into the off season. No, sure. No, for sure. I think, I mean, the, like fans honestly probably take things harder than players because these guys, you know, mm-hmm. haven't grown up, uh, you know, big time A&M fans or anything like that. Um, and, you know, at this point, it's just, you know, not, I don't know. It's like, it, I think every level high school, it's, you know, do or die. And then you get to the pros and, you know, they're just sort of hired mercenaries. So, but, uh, you know, I, I think the players do care. They're not happy. They don't like sort of being the laughing stock of college football. I mean, today, yeah. uh, a&M fired the volleyball coach, Bird Coon. And, you know, I tweeted about that and everybody's, oh, that's the change A&M needed to make, you know? And, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's just everything comes back to just the football team with A&M in general. So, um, yeah. and, you know, even the basketball team struggling over the weekend, it's like, <laughs> oh, of course, that's how A&M's going. So yeah. these players want that turnaround, you know, and it would be a win, it would be an actual winning streak and a win over a top, uh, top 10 team. So, and, ruin LSU's chances. It'd be great if A&M beat them and then LSU went to to win the uh, SEC championship game and like all you had to do was beat A&M and make the playoffs and you didn't. Yeah, no doubt. And you, you heard Jalen Preston talk about it last week and you've got guys like Jacoby Matthews and Jordan Gilbert and Le'Veon Moss. This would, this game would certainly mean a whole lot for, for them being Louisiana natives. Um, and, and so I, I think – I think you'll probably get an inspired effort from from A and M this week, of course, for those for those guys going out playing their playing their last game. You know, Brian, it has not been a ton of good news this year, but there was there was some on the recruiting front since we last spoke, and that was Bravian Rogers last week sharing on social media coming off of a visit to Texas that he is he is going to be shutting down his recruitment unlocking or locked in at least out of right now is locked in with yeah. A&M and and you know A&M will will obviously continue to get on the road and do a couple in-home visits with him uh, which will get going on next month certainly good news for A&M and and a guy that that we've talked about at length on this 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 podcast before loves A&M and and you know A&M's always been that school that even though he's kind of looked looked at Texas at times, looked at LSU at times, it's always kind of come back to A and M and the opportunities 
that are there and and certainly some at least some welcome news on the recruiting front oh no for sure um you know he's a good player two-way player he's gonna play cornerback at AM. and you know he was one i just you know like we've talked about when he when he committed it was a week after getting the offer he had you know was close to five-star status mm-hmm. and still pretty much jumped on that offer he wanted it he camped uh so you know he committed he ended up decommitting at some point but almost immediately recommitted to the coaches he waited a month or so to announce, but almost immediately was back in the boat. So it was going to surprise me if he ended up elsewhere. I know that, you know, I think he visited uh, Texas unofficially, but yeah, definitely good news that he, not only that he's, you know, says he's locked in, but that he went, uh, you know, he went public with that. So, you know, and encourage other recruits to do the same thing or say, Hey, there's a really high, highly ranked kid. Maybe, maybe I, I should join too, you know, kind of deal. Like if he's, if he's gotten it out and, you know, is excited about the future, I should be too. No doubt. I think it helps with a guy like Javon Thomas, too. And I think A&M still going to have to battle down the stretch for him. Just following up on the indications this week, it sounds like he's still going to have a busy month of December. Um, had had They kind of had him in short bursts this week, but three carries and two of them went for touchdowns. Um, if you're listening to this, I'll have highlights from him up on the site later later today from from his runs, but looked explosive in in – and in, in the couple runs that he got, he's part of a three-way backfield right now. And so, you know, not getting a ton of carries, but if you're going to put up 95 plus yards on three carries, that's that's not a bad deal at all. South Oak Cliff won kind of it was a, a wild game. He was a good game. opponent too. Lovejoy's a good team. So yeah, that, yeah kind that was of a, impressive. Kind of a wild game. Peyton Pierce didn't play in that game, and um, but but for South Oak Cliff to to put up that that number bled 42 to 10 at the end of the third quarter, and then. Uh, you know, started to put some backups in and, and Lovejoy rallied late and came within an onside kick of of having a chance to win the game, actually, with under 30 seconds to go. Um, so got really interesting, but, you know, good performance overall, overall from Javon Thomas. And, you know, it sounds like TCU is still a school that he's he's looking at to, to take a visit to uh, in December, and I would certainly expect that one to happen. Then Texas Tech's also pushing to get him on campus. We'll see. Again, I think his schedule is kind of fluid in in December, but Texas Tech certainly one to keep an eye on. They are uh, they are led by Joey McGuire, obviously, who is a a guy that um, is very tied in with a lot of DISD coaches. Used to coach in the in the area, and so got a lot of good relationships over there. And so um, you know they're they're certainly pushing to get him on campus. Um, but I, I think the expectation is still that A&M would be the last one to receive an official visit. Obviously, David Hicks, uh, Steve Wolfong confirmed today, is going to take his official visit December 16th that weekend. And I certainly expect that to be a huge weekend. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be surprising at all to see Javon Thomas go that same weekend and for A&M to kind of have the last shot. And I think it's a good way of doing things to bring guys in and kind of the last weekend before the early signing period and and be able to get that last word with them. Uh, let them go see these other pitches that they're going to make. Obviously, Oregon and Oklahoma are making strong pushes for for DJ Hicks and Damian Sanford. So, you know, to have to be able to bring Javon Thomas and and those guys in that last weekend is is certainly important. No, for sure. And yeah, the Hicks news is big because you know it really is trending probably OU or, or Oregon even with them committed A and M, but A and M getting that last visit. And, I mean, you've seen OU and Oregon. They're also after Damian Sanford, who is his teammate and good friend. And both, I don't know if you noticed, uh, just recently offered Dejon Petaway, who is a four-star uh, 2025 cornerback and happens to be the younger brother of Damian Sanford. So 
both of them are really pushing all out for uh, for both those guys, Hicks and Sanford. No doubt, and so it's going to be interesting to kind of watch these these battles. You know, the the thing about it is A and M's going to be able to get on the road after this week. You know, there's going to be a quick dead period, and and then A and M's going to be able to get out on the road and and get multiple visits with a lot of these guys. I know Jimbo Fisher can only use one, but assistant coaches can obviously use one each week. So I would certainly expect DJ Hicks and and Damian Sanford and and Javon Thomas to be among the guys that potentially read receive multiple in-home visits for now i think that's that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for everybody um thanks for listening again uh, be sure to give us a five-star review if you're listening to this on the apple podcast or spotify and have a great thanksgiving um enjoy some time with the family and and we'll be back to to kind of give a look ahead to the early signing period which is only a month away at this point so um it's coming up fast and and things are certainly going to be very active on the recruiting trail brian thanks thanks for joining again Appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.